Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul White. It is the first day of the month, the month of May 2023, and we have turned the page on the ninth chapter, I'm sorry, on the eighth chapter of Mark and into the ninth chapter of Mark. And if you missed the essay edition yesterday, then you missed the story of the mountain of transfiguration. So what I'd like to do today, I was praying this morning about how to start today's podcast as we're moving a little deeper into the ninth chapter. And it struck me that I'd like to say a word or two to you about the nature of the essay edition and why it comes out the way that it does. And it, and it admittedly comes out incomplete. Well, the reason I say it comes out incomplete is because the essay for this year, we're doing wherever we are in the book of Mark, but I'm really allowing the essay to be a free-flowing sort of stream of spiritual consciousness. Wherever my spirit is dwelling in that story at that moment, that's what I'm letting come out. I, I don't mean that the essay you hear is a complete first draft, but it's really close. Most of what you're hearing or reading in the essays for this year they are what I was thinking as I went. What do you see in this text? What? Because I know it's coming. I've got several days to pray about it and think about it. But I will just let the stuff come out, which is why it takes interesting turns. I got done with the, the essay, and I sat and read it then for the actual recording. And I had went through it and made sure spelling, you know, and I said things the way I want. I changed a line or two here or there, and I do that frequently. Might even change a whole paragraph sometimes. But I, I really try to let it set where it sits, where it came out. And as I'm reading it, I think, wow, I didn't, when I started, I didn't think I'd make that turn. Or I didn't know I was going to go down that road. And I do that so that I can capture where I am in the moment so that you can do the same thing which means you probably listened to the essay. Maybe you read along in Mark chapter 9. The story encompasses most of verses 2 to um, verse 10. And maybe as you read it, you thought, oh, I would say this. He didn't say that. Well, that's okay. Uh, that's where you are in that, in that interpretation and then in that understanding of that text. And so let that flow. I, I, I won't say let that go and then take up what I said. No, just let that flow. See where the Spirit takes you. And if I said something that contributes to that or that aids that or that uh, maybe improves upon it, helps correct it, um, fine. If I said something that seems contrary to that, just go to the Spirit with it and say, here's what I heard. Here's what I see. Uh, what do you want to show me? And that's the, I, to me, that's the way we, we should study. Well, in doing that then, as I prayed and said, okay, what did I miss? So like as I went back through and I said, okay, before we move on from the mountain of transfiguration, what could we talk about that I didn't talk about? So I want to do two things. First of all, I want to read the story. The second thing I want to do is point out the one thing that I am quite positive I didn't say anything about in the essay, okay? And, and it'll be a connection to the rest of the New Testament. The story begins in verse 2, but... Verse 1 feels like it should be at the end of 8, and I'm not going to repeat what I said in the, in the essay. You can read it for yourself. So let's start with verse 1. He said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that there are some standing here who will not taste death till they see the kingdom of God present with power, or having come with power. 
Now, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up on a high mountain apart by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His clothes became shining, exceedingly white like snow, such as no launderer on earth can whiten them. And Elijah appeared to them with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. And let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, because he did not know what to say, for they were greatly afraid. And a cloud came and overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved son, hear him. Suddenly, when they had looked around, they saw no one anymore, but only Jesus with themselves. Now as they came down from the mountain, he commanded them that they should tell no one the things they had seen till the Son of Man had risen from the dead. And I'm, I'm going to save the next verse for tomorrow, but here's my addition, what we didn't cover in the essay. The Apostle Paul does not have access to Matthew, Mark, Luke. John's probably not written until well after Paul's death. It's possible that none of them are written until after Paul's death, but he certainly doesn't have access to sort of the printed gospel. He does have access to the some of the characters that were there, and no doubt He's heard Peter preach. Uh, he's spoke to James and John and Philip and Andrew, and he's he's talked to them about uh, Jesus and the things that he he saw and the things that they did. Um, with that said, not having print, maybe having had conversation, I don't know if Paul knew about the mountain of transfiguration. I've got to assume he had heard of it, but he uses the same word in his letter to the Romans without referencing the the event. He tells the church at Rome that they are to be transformed into the image of God. And that that word transformed is the Greek word metamorphou. And metamorphou is the word that is used as transfigure. And they are the root of our word metamorphosis or to metamorphosize. And a metamorphosis is not to change into something else strictly. A metamorphosis is to become what you were supposed to be. It's a metamorphosis into something new, but the something new was always on the inside. Our example is always a caterpillar metamorphosizing into a butterfly. The truth is not obvious. If you looked at a picture of a caterpillar and then you looked at a picture of a butterfly, you would not assume that the butterfly is the end result of the chrysalis event from the caterpillar going into the cocoon and coming out as a butterfly, you just would not make that leap. But if you watched it happen, you would realize that the caterpillar was always going to be a butterfly. He metamorphosized into what he is. And so when Paul tells us that we are to transform into his image, uh, I, 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 that was, at, I'm sorry, that's 2 Corinthians 3. I told you it was in Romans. Uh, there is a reference to it in Romans as well. But when Paul says we are to transform into his image from glory to glory, that's metamorphosizing. That's us becoming what we actually are. As he is, so are we in this world. But that's not obvious by looking at us. At transfiguration, Jesus becomes what he is. He is the glory of God. It's temporary. They get to see it in a moment. And in many ways, he's the resurrected version of himself. He's tapping into it before it happens on our timeline. The same resurrected version of himself that sometimes looks like a gardener, sometimes looks like a stranger to the various 
audiences of the post-resurrection world. You and I are on our way to the fullness of our resurrection. It is not obvious by looking at us. But we do not live based upon what we see, but rather what we know. You and I are in the process of transfiguration because of Christ, not because we're getting smarter, not because we're getting better or we're living right, but because of Christ. So be patient with the process of transfiguration. It's also why he does not reach down and tear the cocoon off of you. You have to go through this process. He watches, he holds your hand, he goes through it with you. He doesn't necessarily deliver you from the process. The process is part of the journey. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about the disciples' confusion at the statement that he'll rise from the dead. Why were they so confused? We'll, we'll deal with this tomorrow. See you then. God bless.